You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I didn't think I'd be first question in line, but... Uh... Hey, Coach, one of the guys that one of, was one of your earliest commitments that we just don't know a lot about was uh, Guard Memelar. He committed real early process. He pretty much shut everybody down and everybody out. Can you tell us a little bit about Guard Memelar, uh, what attracted you to him and made uh, you uh, solicit an offer? Yep, okay, good question. Uh, so Guard came to our uh, summer football camp, I guess that was, what, two years ago? Um, he was the first commitment in the uh, in his class there. Um, he came out and was really athletic. You could tell he's an Idaho country boy, man. He's super strong um, from, you know, bailing hay and building fence all the time. And then, like you said, he, he was uh, – we knew about him for a long time in the recruiting process, you know, from our ties at Boise State and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, we got him committed right away. And then, yeah, everybody was uh, – certainly on him, but he didn't, he, he didn't even kind of waver ever once. He did a great job, great family. Um, and we're super excited to have him here. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's, uh, he's doing a nice job for us. It's a story behind your beard. Haven't seen that. Yeah. It's called the COVID <laughs> get at home. All right. We'll move on to the next question. It's from Dan Raley. He'll be followed by Lauren Kirschman. Kim, please uh, mute yourself. Dan, go ahead. Hey, Scott, um, looking at potential starters for you guys, you could have the heaviest line in the history of the University of Washington. And at one point years ago, teams went away from the bulk. Could you talk about that uh, with, you know, all these guys that are 355 to 300 pounds? Yeah. Um, so we have uh, – I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think we got we, – we really only have – I'm trying to do some quick math here. I think I think we're about four guys over 330 right now, and I feel pretty confident in saying that they can all move their feet at that size. Um, we do have a lot of guys that are right at that 300 to, to 320 mark. Um, you know, we tr we did want to recruit big guys, but first and foremost, they have to be able to move. And so far, um, th those bigger guys have done a nice job. You know, like MJ Ale, he's I think he's right at 355 right now. Um, he may be listed at 365, but he's 355, and he's been moving pretty good. Uh, Nate Kaleppo is another guy that's over – I think he's right around 330. Um, Henry who's sitting right around 330. I think Vic's right around 330. Uh, but all of them are moving pretty good right now, and, and so I'm pleased with that. Um, but, they, you know, they got to be able to move. Um, they can't just be big, right? we got we to be able to move. And so those guys right now have, have, have been showing that they can move at that weight. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to not gain too much weight as we go on through the season, but uh, we can stay in shape and, and be able to move. All right. Thank you, Coach. We'll go to Lauren Kirschman, followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Lauren. Hi, Scott. Um, when we talked to Jackson Kirtland, he mentioned how impressed he was with the new freshmen and said that they were light years ahead of where he was as a freshman. Just what have you seen from that group, and is there anybody who's really impressed you? Great question. Um, I, I'd compliment the uh, the older guys that we have in the room. Um, your Jackson Kirkland, your Luke Wattenberg, your uh, Henry, 
you know, by Navalu's, um, they've done a really good job helping mold those young guys. We are obviously in, in really weird times this year with, with the Corona and, and dealing with zoom. And, um, and so those, all those, all those freshmen have done a really good job up to this point. And we, we talked about guard earlier, uh, Garen Hatchett, Roger Rosengarden's done a really nice job. Um, we got Samuel Peacock from, from gig Harbor. He he's man, he gets better every day and you can just see his athleticism. Um, and then obviously miles, uh, morale. And I like all those guys and, uh, you know, they, they're all at different stages. Some of them are, are physically farther advanced. Others, um, came from really good high school programs and maybe they're a, a little bit more advanced uh, mentally because it's, you know, the different, the different schools that they came from the different places. But I like that group. Um, most importantly, they've shown that they got the right mentality, like, you know, figuring out the football uh, side of things, learning the playbook. Uh, they got great leadership from, from you know, the, the couple older guys that we do have. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about watching those guys grow. Sorry for the delay there. Uh, we'll go to Chris Fetters. He'll be followed by Mike Farrell, then Ruth. So go ahead, Chris. Scott, yeah, with Jackson and Luke being your most experienced guys returning we're just curious about their moves. Jackson, a left tackle, Luke to center. And, and how long have these moves maybe been in the making in your thinking? And, and obviously with, with Nick still around last year, Trey Adams and Hilbers and those guys. But what, what kind of went into the thought process of moving those guys around at, at this point in time? Well, we're, we're definitely trying them at some different spots. I mean, you know, you build a baseball team up the middle. Um, and so the center position is obviously – extremely important in our offense and probably most teams offenses. And so Luke is kind of a natural fit there. Um, he's still playing guard. He's playing center. I, I, I've liked, you know, I just like where Luke's at mentally right now. And physically he did a great job when we were, uh, you know, not able to, to, to be here in Seattle when this, the guys were at home. Um, and then Jackson, you know, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's in great shape right now. Um, and, and like you said, we're, we've been experimenting him moving around and, and, you know, he's just, both those guys are just super competitive. Um, they want to do what's best for the team. Um, we're trying to find the best spots for them to, to also go around with the, with the other guys that we have and try to figure out the best five, six, seven, you know, our lineup. Um, and so I, I just say that the, their experience and, and trying to put the, you know, you, like I said, you build the team, uh, build the line, your center, left tackle. Um, those are those are obviously two super important spots, uh, and uh, we're we're relying on their leadership right now, and we'll figure out what what they're best at, um, what the best five is. Um, but I, I like where both those guys are were at mentally and physically right now. All right, thanks. We'll go to Mike Varell, followed by Ruth, and then Christian. Raise your hand if you have questions after those guys. Yeah, Scott, with with Jackson specifically, I mean, you mentioned it, but he had maybe the biggest body transformation on the team this offseason, really impressive. I'm just wondering, you know, being at the size he's at now and, and the shape he's in, how does that make him better suited for left tackle and just what are your expectations for him? Yeah, I just think that he, you know, anybody that gets in good shape, they're able to move better, um, bend, you know, certainly bending, flexibility, uh, quick twitch. Uh, and so, and he's just, he's done a great job. He did, he did a great job, uh, not only here when he was here, but also, you know, at his home uh, with, with his dad, Dean, as you guys know, and his family down there. I mean, he's just, he's just totally bought into trying to make himself the best player he can be. And um, he's looking really good and he's moving really well. And um, he's, uh, you know, he's tr hopefully taking his game to the next level um, assignment wise and with anticipation of the defense. And um, I, I'm happy with where he's at. And, uh, 
you know, the kid's just tough, man. I, I don't know any way to say it other than he's just tough. He's a competitor. All right, we'll go to Ruth Robbins. Ruth will be followed by Christian Capel, then Fetters. Go ahead, Ruth. Hey, Scott. Hi, Ruth. Um, hi. Um, my question is back, circling back to Miles Morale, where you were talking about him. I just wonder, when you were recruiting him, you know, obviously he had a lot of stars and he was a highly ranked guy, but what did you see in him that really stood out to you in terms of his his upside and what he can do at Washington? Yeah. Well, he comes from obviously a great high school program there at Modern Day, and they do a they do a fantastic job. I'd say this: Coach Lake and I uh, had the chance to go down last year. Uh, I think we were in a bye week, and they, it was the uh, the first game between Modern Day and St. John Bosco, the craziest high school football game uh, atmosphere. I mean, you know, you had to have a parking pass; there was standing room only. And I just say this about Miles: the moment was never too big for him. Um, you know, he was just fit on the stage. He looked, he looked like a gladiator walking out there, um, ready to go. And that, that was the thing that made me feel so good about it. It's just, he, he was, he was ready to compete. Um, I think, uh, if you go back and I, I can't remember for sure, so don't quote me on this, but if you watched, I think it was his sophomore year, I want to say modern day was playing, um, oh geez, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Inland Empire School does a really good job. Uh, and they had like the number one D end, uh, I think, in the recruit in the country. I, don't quote me on all this. I'm, I'm, this is a little vague for me, but but basically, the coach coach uh, was like, "Hey, then you know, like what I said, the moment was never too big for him. He went out there and he played great against you know top recruit. He was a sophomore there, and, and um, yeah, I, I just I think like the best way of saying it is just the moment's not too big for him, and um, that's that's really exciting. All right, thanks. We'll go to uh, Christian Capel, followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Scott, I know Jackson had mentioned that um, Troy Fautanu is, is practicing some at left tackle. Curious, where, where the other guys in that class, um, Nate Colepo and, and Julius and, and Corey Luciano, are, are practicing for you guys position-wise right now? Yeah, okay. So Troy and Nate have been, um, for the most part, both playing on the left side of the line, left guard and left tackle. Corey's been uh, and Julius have been playing on the right side of the line, really right guard and right tackle. Um, and we're just – those guys are growing. You know, I, I, I do f- feel a little bit like Nate didn't never, it never just had a spring football. Uh, Troy had gotten hurt. He graduated early. He got hurt really early in his spring football, the the one that he was here for. So he, he basically didn't get one. Julius did have the first spring football. Um, and so those guys are still, I mean, they've had, they've, they, most of them haven't even had one spring football. And so they're really young. They're playing, you know, we're trying to keep them on, on like I said, Nate Troy on the left side of the line, figuring out who's best to tackle guard uh, and, and then uh, vice versa with, with Corey and, uh, and Julius at, at, on the right side of the line at right guard, right tackle. And, you know, we, we got to figure out the best combination. And so we're moving those guys around and seeing who can do what. All right. We'll go to Chris Fetters followed by Kim Grinolds. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Scott, you're, you're, your comment about trying to find the best five or seven guys is, is intriguing to me. I was curious without obviously nailing down positions because it's clear Jackson and Luke are, are trying out different things at different spots. Who right now do you feel are your top seven guys that are on the board for you uh, right now? I wouldn't really, I can't really say top seven, but I can tell you our top 10. Um, Luke, Jackson, uh, Vic Kern, Henry Bonavalu. Um, oh gosh, you got me on the spot now. <laughs> Uh, MJ Ale, Mateo Mele, 
Corey Luciano, Troy Fatano, Julius Bulo, Nate Kalepo. I think that's – I think I just laid 10 right there. And then we got guys like Will Pliska, and, and then you got all your – you got all your freshman guys that are still figuring it out. I mean, it's a really young group. Uh, you take you take Luke and, and Jackson out of it. It's a really young group. And so there's good days and there's bad days. And the, the encouraging thing is that the, the young guys, when they make mistakes, they're quick learners. They're picking up from it. And, I mean, it's really – I, I can't ever – you know, I – I say this all the time, but it really is a work in progress. We are trying to move guys around and figure out who's where and who fits what. Um, and I like where they're young, but I like the progress that we're making. All right, we'll go to Kim Grinnells. He'll be followed by Mike Varell, then Dan Raley. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Scott, I was talking to Coach Gregory about, you know, taking a look at the NFL and the early season injuries with the lack of training camp time. You obviously would have liked more. You know, and he talked about rotating guys in. On the offensive line, is it a little bit more difficult to rotate guys in? You know, is the continuity more important? Can you just talk about that a little bit? About last year you were able to roll some guys in. So uh, is it important to roll those guys in or the continuity? Yeah, I think it is important to roll guys in. But um, there's nothing better than just knowing that you have your five and it's clear cut. But the the problem with that is, is that unfortunately injuries happen. And – I mean, I'd, we'd be all be crazy to think that, that, that we're not going to have an injury this year. Uh, I, I certainly don't want that to happen, but you look what happened last year with, with Nick Harris. Mateo Mele had to step up. It's the first game of the year, and I think Nick went down early in the first quarter. Mateo was, had to be thrown in the fire against Eastern Washington, and then obviously later on down the road he started versus Arizona. And then Jackson got hurt last year, and, and, and luckily enough, Henry Bonneval is ready to go. Um, you know, Henry Roberts had to play for us. I mean, you know, two years ago, uh, Trey Adams. I mean, so, so it's just unrealistic to think that, that we're not going to have to roll some other guys. And if it's a close competition between two guys, yeah. I mean, I love the continuity more than anybody, but we, it's, just, it's just not the way of the world sometimes. And so we got to be ready to move guys. Um, we will, if, if guys are deserving of playing, we will find a role for them. Um, and then and we know that we have to continually develop our guys. All right, we'll go to Mike Farrell, followed by Dan Raley, and then Ruth. Go ahead, Mike. Yes, Scott. I mean, I'm wondering with MJ Ale, you know, such a big dude and such a big athlete who can move. And, you know, we see stuff on social media of him chopping wood with ferocity. Uh, how is he a different kind of athlete than some of the other guys you have? Well, I wish you guys could just um, uh, kind of watch the guys screwing around on the football field, throwing it around. And you know, MJ's got the rugby background, and he – he really, uh, he really can't move for a big guy. I mean, you think 355 pounds. I mean, he's, he looks like he's got two tree trunks for legs and, um, uh, and, and he can move. And so we're trying to get him up to speed, uh, you know, with just the different schemes and playing fast off the ball, but he really is a, he's a pretty special athlete. I mean, he can run catch. He's not your typical 355 pound old lineman. Um, and we're, we're obviously excited about MJ and just a fantastic kid. Um, you, you just can't, you can't say enough about him in, in, in a positive way. All right. We'll go to Dan Raley, followed by Ruth Robbins. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Scott, could you talk a little bit about Corey Luciano, who's gone from tight end back to the offensive line and, uh, you know, he doesn't carry all the bulk that a lot of those guys do, but well, what's his attribute and where does he fit in? Yeah, Corey, we're really excited about it. Corey's having a really good camp. You know, he's, he's up to, I think he weighed in yesterday at 300 pounds. So he's, um, and, and he's, he's moving good. He, he took one for the team last year. And I mean that in a good way, man, we, we, you know, we were short on some tight ends last year. And so we, we felt like he was our best option. He was a total team player, went and did that. 
Uh, and then I was excited to get him back. You know, Corey was a guy that uh, played tackle at his junior college. Um, he's played center for us here. He's played now. He's playing, ta- you know, uh, some tackle and guard on the right side. He's he's very versatile, uh, and and he's a smart uh, smart guy. He can pick stuff up really quick, and um, and so he adds a ton of value to us. And we'll see where he ends up. But I've I've been very encouraged by Corey so far. All right. Last question will, for uh, Coach Huff will be from Ruth Robbins. Go ahead, Ruth. No, now look at just look at over this depth you have right now. The, the qual in terms of quality depth, you know, um, do you feel better about going into this year with this offensive line than you have in the past at Washington? Well, I'd say this: we have a ton of potential, and we really do. But you got to, if you look back and you go through the roster there, you got to look at how many spring footballs these guys have, and there's a lot of guys that have had you know, maybe only one. And there's a lot of guys that have had zero. And so we're really young. We're, there's days where we're making young guy mistakes. Uh, as, you, as you know, it's hard to coordinate, you know, five guys doing the same thing. Um, so I feel that we're making great progress. We have a ton of potential, um, but we, 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 we've got to, there's no experience for games and, and running out of Husky stadium the first time or, you know, or, or, uh, you know, an opposing stadium for the first time. And so, so yes, I love our depth, but we're, we're really young. Um, and we'll see where we're at here. And I guess it's like, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks. And uh, I think we're going to make big strides from now until then. And I can't say enough. I really like this group. They work really, really hard. Uh, but we, we are, there is a, there is a lot of, uh, we got a big learning curve that we're, we got to, we got to get going on um, really quick. All right. We'll take one more question from Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Scott, obviously with yesterday being the first padded practice, you kind of laid out to us how many position battles you're dealing with and obviously your your youth having to ramp up in terms of, you know, kind of going against the bullet, so to speak. How late can you reasonably go before the Cal game, before you really start nailing down some positions and, and really getting into the guts of, of the two deeps and, and figuring all that stuff out? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we certainly want to have a week – um, I feel like a week to just go through like what we, you know, a week from the game, we, we, we're going to need to have some, um, some decisions made there and start really, uh, you know, defining people's roles. Um, but until then we're going to keep mixing it up and, and, you know, consistency is the key. Uh, we want to see who's going to be the most consistent from now until then. And we're going to have, you know, we got some uh, mock kind of game situations that we've been doing. And so, uh, we'll keep pushing the. We're going to keep pushing the envelope. Um, certainly want that continuity, uh, but we got We got It's 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 more important to make sure that we got the right five uh, rolling out that first game. All right, that'll do it for Coach Huff today. We thank you for taking the time with us here, Coach. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Go dogs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Sean. Um, I'm just curious if if, you know, after practicing now for a little while in, the, in this new offense, you can just kind of compare um, what you guys are, are trying to get done now to, to what you've been running the last few years. 
Um, I mean, definitely, I think we want to come out every game and just be the most physical team and uh, on both sides of the ball. So whether that's running the ball hard or making uh, tackles and tackling people as hard as possible. Um, but that's definitely the emphasis on, on uh, who we're trying to be and identify as a team. We want to be the toughest team in the Pac-12. And, uh, yeah. All right, sorry, I lost it there for a second. Uh, I think we're all live and good to go. We'll go with Lauren Kirschman, followed by Chris Fetters. Everybody else, please raise a hand if you have a question for Sean. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Sean. Is there anybody um, on offense who's really caught your attention, anybody that's making a lot of plays and standing out to you over these first few days? Um, I would say as a, as a whole, the offense has looked uh, really good, but uh, the two uh, freshman receivers, uh, Rome and Jalen, have uh, looked really, really good. And... Uh, just because uh, just I haven't seen him play before, and it's my first time seeing him, but it's uh, definitely nice to have some new faces and seeing uh, some new guys make some plays. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Christian Capel. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Sean, also in terms of something new, it feels like you guys have a lot of bigger guys in the running back room this year. When you look at Kamari at 230 and the walk-on Javon at 220, I think even – um, Rich is like a 210, I think he's listed at. How do you think that's going to benefit you guys? And, and what do you think you're going to be able to, to be capable of doing uh, as a running back group this fall, maybe with the with the bigger guys in there? Yeah, um, I mean, definitely with a bigger bigger type back, it's uh, going to wear down defenses. Uh, I mean, tackling Rich and Kamari both uh, being over 210 pounds, I mean, that's, that's definitely something you don't want to do 40 times a game. And uh, it's definitely going to wear people down and uh, – it's a uh, it's dope for me as well because uh, I guess I can be like a, a change of pace back and uh, uh, whether I'm back there or one of our power backs are back there it's, uh, it's something different and the defense is always going to have to adjust. All right, we'll go to Christian Capel. He'll be followed by Dan Raley. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Sean, I'm, I'm curious um, if the the role of the running back is any different in the passing game in in this new offense than it has been in the past. Um, not really. I can't really say much about that, but, uh, I mean, uh, obviously we're going to be out on our, our little like check down routes like we have been in the past. And, uh, I guess, uh, we definitely want to be a weapon in the past game. And, uh, uh that's something we're definitely emphasizing and definitely uh, catching the ball at the backfield. Cause, uh, some of us definitely can work on like catching the ball, but we're working on that. All right. We'll go to Dan Raley. Dan will be followed by Tony Castricone. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, uh, Jeff, first off, I need record permission when you have a chance. Uh, Sean, you've played a lot, done a lot, 100-yard games. Just curious, how important it is, is it for you to start? Um, honestly, I always look at the running back position as a, as a kind of a, a running back by committee. We, uh, we need a stable. That's why I call it the stable, because uh, at any given moment, all of us, uh, you can just let one of us loose, and we're going to take over a game. And uh, – I know regardless whether I'm starting or not, um, I'm going to get my touches and I'm going to do the best I can to help this team win. And uh, that's really all that matters. We'll go to Tony Castricone. He'll be followed by Kim Grinnells. Go ahead, Tony. Sean, hey, a couple things for you. Uh, first, with Savon moving on, you're the elder statesman in the group. What's your relationship like with these young guys now that you're in more of a leadership role? And secondly, wondering what uh, the pandemic and, and all the strangeness of this past half year has, has taught you personally. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different uh, uh, walking in here every day and uh, knowing I'm the oldest guy in the running back room now, and uh, all these young guys are looking up to me and asking questions and 
it's a uh, it's definitely a role that uh, I enjoy, and it's a uh, something I'm gonna grow into more and more day by day. And uh, it's awesome just uh, just to see the new guys coming in and uh, just know that I was I was once one of them with a bunch of questions, wide eyed, and uh, getting nervous anytime I got thrown in there. And uh, so the best thing is just just being positive and just helping them uh, grow as much as possible. And uh, man, in terms of this year, it's been a crazy year for sure. Um, I guess uh, one of the recent high notes is that Brown Brown got his fourth ring. I'm happy about that. But uh, in terms of myself, uh, it's definitely been a great time to just uh, pause and reflect on uh, myself and who I am as a person and uh, and like just things like that and um, just growing as a person because uh, there's uh, a lot of just time to yourself and just uh, being at home and uh, studying whether it's the playbook or just listening to podcasts and learning more about just life and myself. So it's been a, been an awesome year. All right. We'll go to Kim Grinnell. He'll be followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Sean, with the uh, new offense, new offensive coordinator, does that mean new opportunities for Sean? And also um, when Miles was here and running the Wildcat, they called it the Miles Cat and you've run it a couple of times. Is there a name for it when you run it? Uh, nah, I mean, I didn't even get to run it last year. I think it's a, uh, that's more of Rich's uh, thing, but, uh, I think now that – wait, can you say that question again? You asked me when Miles is gone, now that I can really hear no, you. With, with the new offensive coordinator and new offense, does that mean more opportunities for Sean? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, definitely with a new coach, you always want to uh, just prove yourself regardless uh, day in and day out. And uh, it's definitely uh, something new that uh, we're all adjusting to, and it's awesome. But uh, I think uh, – with a new coach, it's a it's an all-out battle just for every single position, and uh, nobody has no. There's no set starters. There's nobody he's he's comfortable with. Uh, there's nobody he's he's like built like relationships with, and is just gonna put him in the game just based off that. So it's uh, definitely awesome that it's, uh, it's just made everything more competitive, and uh, it's making us better as a team altogether. Thanks, Sean. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Mike Varell, then Nick. Go ahead, Chris. Sean, I know we've asked uh, some of your teammates in the last week or so about some of the more creative and unique ways that they've tried to, you know, stay on top of their fitness and, and keep on track of their conditioning and whatnot. I think I saw a video where you were doing some cone drills, maybe like even outside your house and stuff. Can, can you talk a little bit about what you've had to do uh, to try to stay fit uh, in these kind of weird times? And then also maybe some other stories, some, some teammates that, uh, Maybe you've heard some some things that they've done that have made you laugh a little bit or, or made you kind of smile. Um, I think uh, during quarantine we kind of had a we had these uh, we had to videotape ourselves doing like a little like three minute finisher or whatnot. It'd be like see how fast you can do like a hundred push ups or like a hundred sit ups, and it'd be like a competition throughout uh, the whole team based off your like off your position group, and they would take like the average time. And it was uh, funny just watching everyone send their videos in the group chat and sometimes just like watching it and seeing like all the different locations people were doing it at. And uh, it was definitely interesting, but it definitely kept us in shape because we're all out here running fast and none of us are getting tired. It seems like we're all having a great time. But uh, in terms of me, um, I got lucky that one of my best friends actually uh, just bought a bunch of at-home gym equipment and pretty much had like a full weight room in his uh, garage. And uh, I would go over there and work out every day and then uh, and then try to get some footwork drills like you saw uh, with the 
uh, one of my coaches out back in Cali. All right, we'll go to Mike Farrell, followed by Nick. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Sean, I'm wondering, you know, if you, you know, if you were to evaluate yourself, you play a lot of football here. How are you a different player or a better player than maybe a year ago or two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say definitely uh, just just more of understanding the game as a whole and uh, being able to line up out there and uh, look at the defense and, and understand uh, what they're going to do based off tendencies and how people are lined up. And uh, I know when I first got here, that's not something I would ever have thought about. No, I just thought I was getting the ball and just they're telling me to run this way and I'm going to go find a hole that way. But uh, now it's it's definitely uh, awesome to pretty much understand the game uh, in and out. And uh, yeah. All right, we'll wrap things up for uh, Sean with Nick Mendro from the Daily. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, so in previous years, Coach Lake was always on the defensive side of the ball, but now that he's over uh, at head coach, uh, have you gotten a chance to kind of work with him more, or what's that been like having him at head coach? Um, I would say uh, the transition to head coach has pretty much been uh, pretty much effortless, I guess. it's uh, He's definitely uh, all around the field, everywhere at all times. He's a uh, coaching everyone, uh, like walking around to different groups and seeing what we're all doing and uh, hyping us up at all times. And uh, he's just a great energy, great guy, and I'm excited for the future. Even though I only got one season left, I'm excited to see where he takes his program in the future. And uh, it's exciting times. All right. Thank you very much for your time here today, Sean. Uh, we'll be back with Nick or with uh, Luke Wattenberg rather, in just a few minutes. Thanks, everybody. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Luke, um, Jackson Kirkland talked about how impressed he was with the freshman offensive linemen. Um, can you just say what you've seen from them, and is there anybody that's really stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, they've all been doing a great job. They're miles ahead of, like, what I came in at. And uh, I think Roger Rosengarten is flashing some – he looks like young Trey Adams out there. Sorry about that. That's my fault. Um uh, go to Chris Fetters. He'll be followed by Tony Castricone. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Luke. Uh, I know that Coach Huff has wanted a number of guys to be able to snap in emergency cases and whatnot. And I know you've been a part of that in the past. But what was it about the transition to, to really take a bigger look at center? How long ago did you guys start talking about that? And, and can you give us a little bit of insight on, on what that move has been like for you? Yeah, uh, me and Huff talked after, the, after last season about maybe moving me to center. And I was, I was all about it, you know, and uh, the biggest thing has just been running the show, commanding the offense, which is great. I love it. All right. We'll go to uh, Tony Castricone and be followed by Dan Raley. Go ahead, Tony. Hey Luke, it's looking like there's going to be obviously some new faces, at least from a starting lineup perspective out there with you. Um, You know, some of the veterans like Vic, Henry, and, and MJ Ale, like what, what, what can you tell us about some of these guys that might be making some of their first starts or, or in the case of Henry, third career starts? Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to figure out our new spots. You know, we're all kind of 
in brand new positions, all five of us. So it's a transition for all of us. And uh, a lot of guys have been doing a lot, a lot of good stuff, stepping up where they need to be. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley. He'll be followed by Mike Farrell. Hands up if you have a question for, uh, for Luke Wattenberg. Go ahead, Dan. Now, Luke, when you sat down with uh, Scott Huff and talked about the position change, naturally it was for the benefit of the team, but do you see this also as a better chance to play in the NFL? Um, I don't know. I'll, I am a smaller guy. My frame, my frame is a little smaller, so maybe I'll fit better at center at the next level, but I'm just here to do what's best for the team here. All right, we'll go to Mike Varell. Mike will be followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Luke. I'm wondering, you know, when you saw Jackson come back with his physical transformation, could you recognize him? What was your impression of, of the way that his body changed? Yeah, he looked he looked lean and mean when he came back from quarantine. You know, as holding Jackson, which is awesome. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters. Hands up after him for uh, next questions. Go ahead, Chris. Um, Luke, just uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Coach Huff also talked about you know because Jackson's doing left tackle, but he's also you know staying just on the left side and, and doing other things. You guys, there's a lot of versatility going on here. Um, what other positions are you still are you still working at left guard? Is there a is there a balance? Can you tell us a little bit about kind of your dual roles at this point? Uh, right now, I'm just working center. That's all I've been doing lately. So. A lot of new stuff so all right do we have any additional questions for luke if you do raise your hand please go ahead fetters you can follow up on that one go ahead go ahead chris Sorry, luke. yeah i'm yep. just um curious about the you know i asked the defensive lineman about this too a couple of days ago when you guys were able to put on pads for the first time and it's i know it's been what almost 10 months at least since you guys were able to put on pads last for an offensive lineman getting a chance to hit somebody go out there and, and pop some pads What's that feeling like for you and, and um, especially trying to maybe set the tone for the rest of fall camp in the trenches? Yeah, it's been relieving to put the pads on. You know, it's we've been going full speed with shirts and shorts on. So it's nice to finally hit something other than somebody's shirt, you know, which it's been really nice. All right, we'll go to Tony Castricone. He'll be followed by Dan Raley. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, Luke, uh, you had 25 starts literally next to your high school teammate, Nick Harris. Now that he's not around anymore, ha have you talked to him about about making that move to center? And, and um, tell me a little bit about what you've gleaned from him on, on playing that position and what it's like to be out there without him. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy to watch on film from last year. I've learned so much just from watching film all this offseason. And, you know, he – me and him talked about it after the season and he was giving me the confidence, you know, it's, it's not too bad to move into center. So it was, he's been a real big help for me. All right. We'll go to Dan. Really go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Uh, two questions. One, you said Roger Rosencrantz looks like a young Trey Adams. Could you describe uh, what you see there? And then who are you in competition with for that center spot? Um, so yeah, Roger, he just moves really well. He's nasty just like Trey was and, he just he's big and strong and he he takes great sets and he's just he's doing really well all around and uh you know it's uh me mateo will pliska and miles morale at center while fighting for it so it's good competition we all bring out the best in each other so it's good all right we'll wrap things up for luke uh, with tony castricone go ahead tony 
Yeah, Luke, I'm just curious, what's your, what was your diet like? What was your workout regimen like? Can you take me through uh, just, just the strangeness of COVID since you don't have the training table and, and, and the workouts and all that stuff the last six months? Uh, what, what was all that like just managing that yourself? Yeah, so my, I mean, I'm so lucky to have parents like this. My dad put, built me a full gym in the garage for me to work out in, and I was locked in every day, waking up at 5 a.m., lifting, running. My, I kept my diet as super clean and just, I, I got a lot stronger at home and it was just thanks to my parents, you know, it was, it was awesome. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!